comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division. God, you you need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us sheep. Russell. Bradley. Did John ever call you just to say hi? Never. Yeah, see, the only time he calls me is when he's got a problem or if he's really excited about something. Not true. Oh, hey, John. Hi. Today, John calls me, Russell, and he goes, and the first thing I said to him when, when, he, when I answered the phone, I didn't even say hello, I just said, you know, John, you never call me just to say hi. I thought we were friends. All you do is you share excitement about something or you ask me to solve your problems. That's what friends do, though. This is true, but you know what? I've never met you in person. I've never met you face-to-face. I don't even know what you look like. I've seen one picture of you, and why the hell are we talking about this? You've met by proxy. See, I've met you in person. I've met John in person. So through me, you've met John in person. What we're going to try to do today on this new episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., what is this, point what? Four. Point four. Welcome, everybody, to S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm here with John, and Russell is joining us again. Yay. By popular demand. Yes. Um, what we're going to try to do is reenact our phone call verbatim. Uh, we basically covered everything that we were going to talk about tonight in a phone call earlier, John and I. So we're uh, this will be boring to us, but new to you guys. No, of course not. It's not boring. Uh, did you like the new intro, by the way? Lovely. And, you know, it takes one thing off my plate, so that's good. Yeah, I think we'll go with that for a little while, and, uh, you know, once the show gets going, which we're sure that it will, um, you know, we'll probably have a real bit of theme music, maybe some clips from the show, but for now, this one will do. It'll work in a pinch. Now, I think I think we talked about this last episode, but do we know yet if the show's been officially picked up or not? No, it hasn't. I mean, the the script has now been handed in. Uh, there are news reports coming out that ABC is thrilled with the script. Shock, of course. And um, today, as we are recording, is Monday night. So a week from tomorrow for us, I'm not sure what day this is coming out or when everybody is listening, but a week from the 15th, making it, I guess, Tuesday the 22nd, is when filming begins for the pilot. Today's the 14th. Right. So next Tuesday is the 22nd. Gotcha. All right. And that's when the pilot will begin filming. And hopefully from that point on, we'll be getting lots of sneak photos and promo shots and things like that. That would be cool. Don't you think it's a given that they're going to pick this show up, though? Yeah. I do, yes. I mean, it's 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 their own baby, for crying out loud. Yeah, I, th- I think somebody had at Disney either Iger or Horn called up somebody at ABC and said, guess what show is going to be on in the fall on your network and in this slot on this day? Get ready for it. 
I, you what know, day do y'all want the show to be on? Not Friday. Yeah. yeah. Friday's kind of the kiss of death. Um, what does I, ABC have on Thursday nights now? Anything worthwhile? That's a good question. Um, hold we on. We should look that we up. We'll look. Pause. How about this? As you guys are looking that up, some of the other uh, smaller bits of news. Sounds like S.H.I.E.L.D. will have a presence at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this year. Very so cool. this summer they'll probably have a big panel with their whole cast up there, and we'll get lots of new bits of information and probably some footage at that. Can we just jump right into the biggest, most exciting news of it all? Sure, as soon as Russell uh, comes through with the ABC scheduling for Thursday nights. Which I have right here. So it, it looks like in the 8 Eastern, 7 Central slot on Thursday, we have Last Resort, which we all know is basically just filling out its slot. It's it's going away and it is gone. Um, at the 9 Eastern, 8 Central slot is Grey's Anatomy, which I think is still coming back. I think Private Practice, the spinoff, is, is done. Um, but I think Grey's Anatomy is, is coming back. And then at 10, 9 Central is Scandal. And I'm not sure if that's coming back or not, because I think that, that was a new show for this year. I've not even heard of Scandal. Yeah, I think, you know, if they keep any of that lineup, that, that show would kind of be an odd fit. I almost think that maybe, um, like, a night with, like, maybe Castle, you know, because it's got that Nathan Fillion connection, that would, you know, that kind of has a, a similar, if there's another, maybe another procedural on one night on ABC, that might that might work. Can I uh, interject a bit of um, info on Scandal? Sure. Uh, sure. TV by the Numbers, which is a website that I frequent for ratings news. I don't know if any of you guys have ever visited that one. It's uh, tvbythenumbers.zaptoit.com. Anyway, they have Scandal on their bubble list, ah. which means that it is not doing really well could stay could go uh that's what the bubble list is all about so it's very possible that would be an open spot castle is on a monday night um so that might be a good fit the only thing i'm afraid of is maybe they might shunt it over to sunday night because they've got once upon a time which is not quite as strong as it was last year but fairly strong uh, and they seem to have trouble with that uh, that slot after, I guess that eight o'clock or that nine o'clock slot. It seems like everything they've put on there in the last couple of years is, is has not lasted very long. Um, but that might that might not be a great TV show night. But I mean, for old married farts and you know people with kids like us, you know, any any day of the week is pretty much just as good as any other night of the week. That's true. I'd like to see it end up on Thursday. I think Thursday is always a pretty good night for shows, but. Who knows? It might be. It, I just it's got to get picked up first, so I guess I should stop planning my week already, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what? But they are going to set it up to succeed. So Hopefully. you're probably going to see their best night and their best time slot. I mean, this is a major happening. So especially, I mean, you're coming off a movie that made 1.5 billion dollars. You know, to characters everybody generally likes, a concept people are liking because they they keep going to the theaters. We'll have Iron Man out in May, which I'm sure is going to do gangbusters. So, to not capitalize off that, I think you know we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, but I really think that if this is even a break-even proposition, uh, that they'll still carry forward with it just just to keep it in the public consciousness. 
let's go ahead and and talk about the most exciting to me the most exciting bit of news that we got is uh we finally know uh when in the quote unquote timeline the Marvel movie uh timeline universe I'm sorry the Marvel movie universe timeline the show is going to happen. Yeah, we had uh IGN doing an interview with ABC president Paul Lee on the 11th of January and he said there is no question that this is part of the Marvel universe. In fact, the story p- takes place after the battle for New York. Okay, so, so this is post Avengers. Post Avengers. So that's very important because Spoiler alert for the Avengers, if you're one of the few people in the country that hasn't seen it, um, Agent Coulson dies, seemingly, in quotes, dies in the Avengers. So now that we know that this is post-Avengers, they have some splaining to do. All right, so thinking back to our conversation this afternoon, do you remember what the first thing I said was? Awesome. Okay, the second thing I said was? How the hell are they going to do that? Okay, the third, no, what I said was... I wasn't listening. I know, you weren't. You never do. That's why you don't call me. Uh, it, it This, to me, the first thing I think of is, okay, there's only two options. The Coulson in the movie that died was the real Coulson, and we'll get a life model decoy in the show, or the Coulson in the movie that died was a life model decoy because it had been set up the concept had been set up earlier in the movie when Tony Stark says, you've reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark, when Coulson called him, oddly enough. And then that would mean that the real Coulson is still alive to be in the show. And then we talked about which would make more sense to the movie audience and which would make more sense to the TV audience, but I can't remember what you said about that. I, I just, the more I think about it, I don't think it makes sense more or less either way. We were trying to, like, figure out which audience they care more about and stuff. And I, I don't, or they're more concerned with making happy. I, I just, it seems weird to me that they would start a new property having to explain why he's a robot. Whereas everybody knows that he died in the movie. So if he comes back in Avengers 2, they're going to have to explain that anyway. But, Russ, go ahead, and, and I'm sure you have a really good uh, theory. No, no. I, I have two funny scenarios that I think would be interesting to play out. One is they never explain it. Like, anytime somebody comes up to him and goes like, hey, aren't you? You know, they, they like somebody butts in and, and cuts him off. Or, like, anytime they go to discuss the fact that he died, like, something happens and it, and it diverts the conversation. Um, How long could they keep that up, though, Russ, before I, it got old? Yeah, yeah probably, probably so. Um, the other thing is, is just, they, they stay very ambiguous about it. Like he says, you know, oh, that was a life model decoy, or maybe I'm the life model decoy. Hard to say, you know, like they keep it ambiguous to where, you know, you don't really know what happened. Um, and that stuff, the, the two scenarios that you just played out, it seems very Whedon. It does. Yeah. John, tell Russell what you told me, what what your thought was, how, how they might end the first episode. Well, I guess it wasn't really a prediction, but it was like one of those, you know what I would do? Yeah, yeah, and it was what, awesome, though. I think it, it, and it, played, it played on what Russell said about the ambiguity. Yeah. Know, is he or isn't he until the very end of the episode, which, you know, I, I liked your idea, so tell him. My idea was that uh, they would go through the pilot episode with no mention of it at all. It's just... Agent Coulson, and if you've seen the movie, you're wondering 
what's going on. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's just the head agent of the show. Nobody mentions it. No jokes, no ambiguity, just no mention at all. And then at the end of the pilot, he opens up a door, goes inside, and there's like 50 Coulsons lined up in the room. And he like takes his place next to them and like shuts down. That would be awesome. So then that's like the aha moment for everybody that's seen the movie and the WTF moment for everybody <laughs> who hasn't seen the movie. Or what if So he... that's like I don't know, that's the first thing I came up with, but Yeah. Or what if he just died every episode? Like every episode he dies and a new one <laughs> Like new... Kenny on South Park? Yeah. Yeah, a new <laughs> LMD comes out. Although that would get old after probably about the fifth or sixth time, but um They killed Aging Colson, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which which I'd want to see. I mean, it would it would work okay for me either way, you know, because I know the story. But you know what? If if I was somebody not familiar with the Avengers, which would be strange, obviously. You know, I don't. I don't. Now that I say that, I don't think my parents have seen that movie yet. But you know, they're late '60s, and my dad's more excited about the new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie than he is anything else. But um. I think if, you know, if they watch that, I think it might, thinking of my dad, I think it might make him not want to watch again if he goes, oh, this guy's a robot? This is dumb. You know, I'm tuning out. So, I don't know. I just, you know, it's a crapshoot either way. But then again, you know, the people who are going to watch the show more than likely have seen the movie, so. Yeah, and I think if he's a life model decoy, you've automatically hooked everybody who liked the Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah, but don't you think they've already hooked anyway because it's probably shield? You're probably right. Maybe. I I mean, and the reason I say that is uh, I'll take my wife as an example. I've I've mentioned on other podcasts we've done that in 20 plus years of being together, my wife has never looked at me after going to the movies and said, "When are we going into the theater and see that again?" And she did that with the Avengers. I mean, right when it was over, she was like, "When are we seeing that again?" Um which is pretty phenomenal because she is not a superhero, um, comic book, sci-fi type of fan at all. I mean, she just loves those characters. She likes the actors. She likes what they're what what they're doing. I think it would have to be something. I, I could see where like her, it would need some sort of hook to rope her in because I, you know, without Robert Downey Jr., without Chris Evans, without. Um, you know Ruffalo without Samuel Jackson there has to be something in there to kind of to kind of pull her in and i think Clark Gregg is one of those i mean she definitely likes him in all the movies but you know that's not that's not a top character so i just look at people you know like in her demographic that it may have to play up the the police procedural aspect of it to really that's what really i think would rope her in cuz she likes those kind of shows um, but to have those familiar characters in there and do something, I think would would kind of spice it up a little bit. Girls. <laughs> the other bit of news that's not really news, but just sort of uh, some mention of of what the pilot and the show is going to be like. Um, we didn't said again. He he sort of confirmed what we had heard earlier and said uh, there will be some people with powers. There will be effects. The spectacle of science fiction. Uh, but all played on a very human, small level. Uh, the, the stars of the show won't have powers, uh, he confirmed again, also. So that's kind of interesting. It's just getting really exciting that, you know, when I first heard that 
Clark Gregg was going to be in it, I was like, yeah, all right, he's, maybe he'll be in the pilot, you know, that sort of thing. And, and, and how much is this really going to tie in with the movie universe? And everything that's coming out is just confirming and making me get, you know, even more excited about it that it sounds like it's really going to be that way. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the how they tie this into the Avengers because it it sounds like it's more of a scenario where they might incorporate some of the found you know found technologies like that item 47, um, you know, and and really feel the after effects of the battle in New York, which I think is is pretty cool because I think we'll get a taste of that a little bit in Iron Man. I mean, while it's not going to focus on it, but we've seen the trailers for Iron Man. And, you know, one of the big, big things in that trailer is Tony saying, you know, nothing is the same after New York. And it would be really cool if that's really the heart and soul of this series is that nothing is the same after after that event. When does Iron Man 3 come out? May the 3rd. And then Avengers is next year or the year after? Oh, April 3rd. I'm sorry. It's April 3rd. Avengers is 2015. So we got 15. We got two more years. Okay. Now, has there been any confirmation that Agent Coulson is returning for Avengers 2? I've heard nothing on that front. Yeah, I haven't either. I guess it's kind of assumed. I mean, why bring him back to life for the TV show and then not have him pop into the movie? And we may find out, you know, by the after credits scene of Thor 2 or Captain America 2, you know, if they continue with the way they did the, the first wave, if you will. You know, he might pop up in the end or have cameos in those that'll probably give us an idea of what's going on. You yeah. could totally use one of those ending scenes in one of those movies to set up your S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, if Iron Man doesn't set that up. I and mean, I should have listened, trusted my instinct. It is May the 3rd, not April the 3rd. May the 3rd. When is Thor coming out? November. So this so show... Shield, the S.H.I.E.L.D. show would have already started. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the end credit scene. Is maybe that's the the we get the reappearance of Coulson in at the you know post Iron Man three credits. Maybe we see that room with all the Coulsons, and one of them wakes up and walks out. Maybe that's the ending scene. So then the uh, show has the LMD in it instead of a, a human. I don't know. It'll be fun either way. It'll be fun. Should we back up for a second and tell people that? Uh, don't read comic books what an LMD is probably a good idea go ahead um, it's a life model decoy it is pretty much an android for lack of a better term uh, an exact copy of an agent of shield which has been used several times for forever in the comics um, a lot of times I guess Nick Fury is assumed dead in the 80s in comics. It's a life model decoy of some type. Um, and and like Russ or, or Brad said, I don't remember, uh, it was mentioned in Iron Man 2, right? Or was it mentioned in the Avengers? Avengers? When Coulson calls Tony Stark on his phone and Pepper says, oh, it's, you know, it's Agent Coulson, and Tony answers and says, you've reached the life model decoy of Anthony Stark. Right. So they've sort of set the tone that at least they exist in in this universe so right. that's what we're talking about when we keep saying lmd uh, you know whether colson was one already in the avengers or whether he will be one on the television show it's got to be one of those two things right unless, yeah <laughs> unless, or maybe he, uh, they f- maybe he was never a real person he was always a life model decoy right that's true you know that there's no reason that that couldn't be the way it is just because we've seen him in 
Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2. You know, he could have been an LMD in those movies. And one thing that's interesting, there have been stories of life model decoys in the comics that kind of go sentient. Um, I'll, I'm forgetting the name of the specific one I'm thinking of, but it doesn't matter because nobody's going to know what I'm talking about anyway. But maybe there are storylines there as well. Like if there are these copies of Coulson, you know, maybe we get storylines of one going rogue of one questioning uh, the motives of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not falling in line. You know, it opens up a lot of possibilities. And interestingly enough, that kind of lines up with what he was doing in Dollhouse. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's also, to piggyback on you a little bit, John, and and not to get too far off into the comic world, but Peter David, who writes X-Factor in the, the head character in X Factors is called the multiple man, Jamie Madrox. And Peter David's done some really cool stuff with Madrox meeting up with dupes that never reassembled back into the main and have gone and lived separate lives and get into all kinds of crazy trouble and nonsense. And it, it, he's, he's been able to make some pretty good storytelling out of it. So I could see where if they went down that route with this, that the, there could be some really, uh, really compelling stories that they could tell using that, that model. Also, uh, from our buddies at ShieldTV.net, where you can find all great Shield news and our shows as well are are linked there. Um, They have a collection of tweets from different staff members at ABC that are sort of dishing out the Shield news um, recently. One says, Joss Whedon's Shield has not delivered a pilot to ABC yet, but they did fast track it. They're hopeful it will go to series. So we kind of knew that. That's from the 10th of January. But again, they are fast-tracking the show. There have been news items that say this is going to the front of the line. Um, And again, starting next week, it'll be filming. So this really is, you know, looking to happen next fall. Um, The script is great. I don't want to jinx it. We're very excited about it, says Paul Lee of of ABC. Again, that's the uh, president. We talked about his comments a little bit before earlier. Uh, the hopes are for S.H.I.E.L.D. to be a co-viewed show appealing to men, women, children with its combo of relationships, humor, and action. So I think they're aiming for the same audience as the films, right? I mean, none of the films got too intense for young children, but yet told the line a little bit with uh, action and violence and stuff like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Definitely. So it looks like one other one other piece of news is this is from IGN, who got their information from uh, Entertainment Weekly. But it looks like Whedon um, has been confirmed, or they're at least confirming that Whedon will write and direct the pilot episode of Shield. So that's that's very encouraging. So you have time to do that, working on Avengers two. I think so. I mean, Avengers two is probably still a year. It's probably a year, a little over a year away from filming, um, or right about a year away from the start of filming. So a year's worth of prep, um, you know, and, and being that all that stuff is, is probably housed in California where Whedon's probably at anyway. So for him to peel off and take a week or two weeks or however long it's going to take to direct this pilot episode, um, probably isn't, you know, isn't that huge of a deal. Um, you know, directing a two-hour TV show versus, you know, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, 
So I, I think I think it'll it'll fit. I don't expect him. I, I expect this to be like a lot of other Whedon stuff or J.J. Abrams, where you know, these guys come in and they direct the pilot, and then they stay on as as producer. And I know Whedon's pretty much said as much that um, he's he's pretty much leaving it to his brother and his sister in law to to be showrunners and head writers and all that kind of stuff. And he'll just kind of pop in every now and then to to check on how things are going. Hopefully, not to steer it back on the road. That is to say that they can do it without him, I hope. I think so. I mean, I think that was the, for the most part, what was going on with Dowhouse. You know, they, that he was, I think Whedon was maybe a little more involved in that project just because he didn't have a much other stuff going on. But uh, but I think they they had the writing burden and were, you know, for lack of a better term, showrunners for Dollhouse. And I, I, I think, you know, like a lot of Whedon stuff, I think it, it – you know, it got a bullet put in it a little too soon for my taste. Brad, we received a uh, comment on ShieldTV.net, didn't we? Yeah, the ShieldTV.net website has a podcast page. You can go and download our show from there or follow links to uh, ShieldPodcast.com. And uh, he's got it set up so you can leave a comment uh, on each uh, blog entry, this one being for episode point three, the one we did Last time with Russ, Michelle Smith says, I enjoyed your podcast, guys. Thanks. For me, Ming-Na Wen is most familiar from her recent arc on Eureka, and the Whedonverse actor I'd most like to see involved somehow is Enver Jokaj. I probably murdered that last name. She says, who was fantastic in Dollhouse and who had a tiny cameo in Avengers. Do you guys know who that Enver guy is? I'm sure Russ does. Uh, it's not. That's on Halo from Battlestar, is it? No, that's um, that's Tamo Pinniket. Let me. Look I'm gonna real Google quick. him right now. Oh, he's he's the one that played. Uh, oh, I know who he is. I didn't realize he was a cop in the Avengers. Okay. Um, was he? Yeah, he um, was Victor in on Dollhouse. I don't remember him being. So in he the movie. was the one that that was uh, interested in. Was it? It wasn't Echo. Was it Sierra? Uh, so you like the handler guy? No, no. He was one of the dolls. Um, oh. Victor. It was yeah, Sierra. I remember that. Yeah. Did, right. There was the one couple that they couldn't figure out why they were having, like, uh, why they wanted to have a relationship or whatever. They kept, like, gravitating to each other. The, yeah. That guy? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know anything about Dollhouse, so I can't really <laughs> comment on... Uh, on Michelle's uh, choice there, but uh, what about has, Eureka? It has Elijah Dushku. That's all you need to know. Ming Na yes. Wen was in Eureka. What's that show? That's a sci-fi series. Uh, that that that's another pretty good show. Uh, that has uh, Joe Morton who played uh, Dyson in the Terminator. Miles Bennett Dyson. Yes, Miles Bennett Dyson. Um, and it's the story of of the town of Eureka that. The government funds to do these crazy experiments, uh, and you, just just really crazy off the wall, like anti gravity and invisibility, and just all this kind of stuff. And and it, the show starts with a, a regular an FBI or a, a U.S. marshal that happens to be coming through town and gets stuck there, and he ends up becoming the sheriff of the town of Eureka. And it's just all this crazy stuff happens. Uh, constantly throughout the show and he has to deal with all these scientists and people that are 
like Einstein level smart. Uh, and he is definitely not Einstein level smart. So it ran for about five seasons on sci-fi. It was a very, very good show. Uh, a lot of humor. And it, it started to get it, it's finished its run now. Um, but it but it uh, started to get a little bit of darker, more serious tone as it ended. And uh, Ming-Na played a one of the, like the government liaisons or whatever that that came in at, at one point. Cool. Well, again, I'm looking forward to seeing her do her thing because I did like her on ER. So um, thank you, Michelle, for that comment. If you want to leave us comments on our individual episodes, you can do so at shieldtv.net. Click on the podcast link at the top, and then he will have blog entries for each of our episodes, and you can click on those and get in to uh, leave us a comment. You can also leave us a comment at at Shield Podcast on Twitter, if you so choose. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that wraps up another quick episode. We're happy to come back a little more timely than before, and uh, if all goes well, we should have a lot more news in the coming weeks and months as uh, as filming begins. So I have a wild speculation to end the show. Oh, I love it. So we probably wouldn't get this first season, but there's been a lot of talk about the Star Wars TV series that has been rumored for years and years and years, and uh, Rick McCallum said they had like 50 scripts you know, written and all that. Well, now that, that, that Lucasfilm has been sold to Disney, um, and there's rumors starting up about the Star Wars TV show again and the movies and everything else, and it almost sounds like Disney's wanting to take the Marvel movie universe approach uh, to Star Wars in that they want to put one or two movies out every year, every couple of years, and then maybe gin up this TV show beside it. And I just... You know, just to say now, what an awesome night of TV it would be to have S.H.I.E.L.D. and then Star Wars all in the same night or, you know, vice versa. But just, you know, have basically a Marvel comic book TV show and a Star Wars TV show all in the same night. I mean, 20 years ago, who who would have even dreamt that? Best geek TV night ever. <laughs> yes. So that's that's my wild speculation. That'd be pretty awesome. Russell, thanks for joining us again this week, man. My pleasure. So thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good night. See you.